Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 391. Drew and myself will go through comics originally releasing August 9th, 2017. Drew, before we get into what's coming out in your comic book shops, what do we got in the way of listener reports? We got, we got some stuff to talk about, um, and one thing we have to talk about right off the top is, oh, we don't officially have a sponsor, but we do have a new LCS. Um, we do. We have left the shackles of DCBS behind us and fled to the the cold, warm embrace of Calabunga <laughs> Comics in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. They are going to be our new LCS. Take care of us via... Uh, the mail, and uh, we're going. They're going to hook us up, and uh, they're open for business, and so yeah. we're excited about that. Um, and uh, they're good guys. We know them well, and it's nice to be able to have a real person that you can talk to and uh, get responsive responses on email. And heck, heaven forbid, pick up the phone and be able to call them and talk to them. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not just. Uh, faceless nameless uh conglomerate so we're, we're really happy about it um if you if you are looking in the in the market for an lcs um i'm sure they'll they'll take a limited number of additional customers please uh look them up at cowabungacomics.com so you can find out how to give them a call or an email at uh at their email address or you can find them on facebook slash incredical or on twitter slash incredical um, but Cowabunga with a K. Um, but yeah, we're excited about it. And uh, we, we, nice to give our money to somebody that uh, that appreciates it. So uh, we're excited about that. Yeah, it's going to open up quite a few opportunities for ordering things and the ability to ask questions. It's it's going to be it's going to be really nice. I'm yeah. super looking forward to it. And they acknowledge the existence of the final order cutoff uh, yeah. and the fact that that there are additional comics available each week and they they are available to be ordered. Yeah. And they actually uh, are responsive, so we're excited about that. Super As excited. Our answer to images, last minute uh, cover bees. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go this route to get them. <laughs> yes, yes. So hopefully, um, I, I'm sure DCBS doesn't care. So we we'll, we will take our um, what fifteen thousand dollars a year in comic sales somewhere else. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it was all about you this week, Kyle. Um, oh, everybody oh no. missed you so Did, much. I, no, I listened to the last episode. Nobody missed me. That was an awesome episode you and Eric did. I felt like, great. Yeah. That's going to be a, a tough one to tag up on a, a two-hour epic cast yeah, with, a, yeah. with a, a lot of knowledge tossed around. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, for those of you that don't know, we usually record at 1030 on Friday nights. Eric was here, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. 1025 ready to go ready to go he was he was waiting on me guess what time it is now folks it's 11 we're well, waiting for it. kyle i was waiting for kyle for a half an hour a half an hour to start this episode like a patient brother that i am and as you can tell uh my my, my dear brother uh, does not well wait quietly or well no you should no punctuality man the, the thing. true side of Drew. Uh, one of these days, I'll release the the texts of the awful things you say to me when I'm a minute late. <laughs> the, the the these zenials, these zenials, and their lackadaisical attitude towards uh, 
time frames and uh, punctuality. It's got to go. I know, I know. Get there early, get the early bird special. Yeah. If you're not early, you're late. <laughs> anyway, Michael Lamb wants to know, did Kyle go cage diving with great whites on his vacation? Ooh, I should have. No, no no great whites, no sharks, just a, a nice How far long... out in the ocean did you go? Waist high. I was usually accompanied by children, so I couldn't do a whole lot. Mostly some mostly the boogie board depths and thing, and things of that nature. Yeah, nowadays, man, I I hear that I hear that theme song once I get out yeah. past the ankles. It is true. We were just uh, chilling on the beach watching a bunch of fish about, you know, 50 yards jump out. And someone's like, yeah, yeah, they're scared up. There's probably a little shark yeah. down there running around. That's what's got them spooked. I'm like, yeah, we're not swimming today. I'm done. I'm not playing this game. And he also wants to know if uh, if you are aware that Marvel is reviving Power Pack for issue number 63. I mean, and, are you, and are you excited to order this to fill out your Power Pack run? I'm not <laughs> excited, but it does sound like something to jump into. I, I think it sounds like quite a bit of fun. I don't know if I you have the power, power Pack run anymore, do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have the Power Pack run. I thought that went to the kid. No, no I have dupes of like multiple issues. Oh, they get the dupes. I've picked okay. up. So they have dupes and such. But, yeah, I have the, the full Boogeyman run and everything all the way through. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Jason from Hawaii wants to say happy birthday, Kyle. Ah, I believe sorry. that's also mahalo. It's also a mahalo. Or no, that's aloha. Aloha means everything, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, your birthday pre- present won't come until September after Amazing Hawaii Comic Con wraps ah. up. So that sounds kind of intriguing. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there was a few creators there that uh, I wonder if it's creator-related, your your gift. Hmm. Too bad he only has my address. We'll have to ah, see what that is. Crap. We will have to see exactly what that is. I'll take a good long, long look at it before it makes its way to your birthday <laughs> embrace over there. Oh no! <laughs> maybe you get it. Yeah, maybe you don't. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is the last we talk of this, and I hear nothing about it. Uh, Mike Myers wants to, wants to know. Hey, thanks for the shout out. Oh, we uh, we did a little quick shout out about uh, about his many many podcasts and so love of you, comics. You listed many many in an endeavor from Mike. I did, and I don't know if I got them all. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a few. Um, Wolf wants us to know that Galacticon, Black Belt, Mech Cadet U, Robotech, Seven to Eternity, Dead of Winter are his must reads for the week. As well as Generation Gone, which is hot and fire. Yeah, real talk. Uh, that D- Cadet U, I, I uh, pre-ordered that because that looked great. That's a uh, shoot. Who was the creator on that it, one? Was that was like, like a French... Greg Pack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I can't wait for that one. Actually, I think I skipped it. I did oh, get yeah. the Robotech. Uh, what's his face variant? Uh huh. Art I'm Germ. Excited. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um. And I love Generation Gone. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really fantastic. And, uh, yeah, Aletta Lescott, man, who, uh, who uh, remember, if you recall, way back when we started this podcast. Oh, yes? I loved his book, Zero. Do you remember that? I do not. It was plagued with delays over time. And then I kind of jumped off of it after time. But at first, I thought it was mm. great. 
back in like 2011, 2012, something like that. Was it the military one? The yeah, I think it of, was. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, it's the one I, I picked up that cover C and took to C2E2 for uh, somebody to sign. Yeah, that's right. And I think, I think, I was I, I was kind of bummed about it when it kind of disappeared or it lost its way, mm-hmm. and I skipped the next thing he did. So I was really nice. It was really nice to see that Generation Gone was so good um, out of the gate, and so. I'm I'm happy about that. Huh, very cool. Um, Eric wants us to know he's high on Jazz Maynard, and it is a must read. Mm. Uh, I don't know. If, I think I've read that one. I'm not 100 percent sure if I've read that one. Right. Yeah, yeah, I read the first issue. I haven't read the second. If it's out. Um, what is Jazz Maynard about? Sell me on this. Well, see, that's the problem. There you go. I was thinking it was a a murder mystery about a guy and his sister, but now I'm thinking that is uh, the Titan book, Liberty, whatever. Uh huh. Um, and I'm getting them confused. So I don't I don't believe I either remember what Jazz Maynard was or have read it. Gotcha. That's quite okay. Possible. Jazz Maynard is a trumpeter. He also hides a variety of skills, best kept secret. And the skills he uses when he discovers his long lost sister is in the grip of New York's sex traffickers. Yeah, okay, so they're both they're both sisters then, okay. Yeah. On a mission to her rescue and return home, a labyrinth of trouble opens up beneath his feet, dropping him into a web of intrigue and danger that most men would not survive. Thankfully, Jazz Maynard is not most men. Nice. Um, Very cool. Michael Lamb and I are both high on Royal City by Jeff Lemire. And there's a cool little twist for the next story arc. Um, This first story arc just finished up. But in the back matter, he talked about his second story arc is going to finish, is going to feature uh, cover Bs that are all 90s tribute covers to rock albums. And... Uh. um, now there's a Sonic Youth, which is which is Michael Lamb's real excited about that one. Um, there's a really nice Hole uh, cover tribute, which is kind of cool. Me? Hole, oh, okay. Hole, but the one I'm the most excited about is the Weezer. Ah, uh, it's blue a album. really blue album cover. It's really great. I've only seen the first three, so I don't know what the next three are going to be. Um, but the guy, the the Weezer second from the end uh, character is wearing a Nirvana shirt. So could we get Nevermind, maybe, down the road? There's three left, so or maybe that's too obvious of a choice for 90s. So um, I'm ex- super excited about that cover B, and I'll be placing that with Cowabunga Comics to make sure I get that. I'm not sure if I'm going to pull the trigger on Sonic Youth or, or the whole, but um, I definitely want the um the weezer cover for sure i skipped royal city because of their five dollar issue one yeah they they, that happens to you a lot yep you have a line in the sand and uh, you don't cross it (laughs) by golly i will not be i i understand (laughs) it uh kyle you missed uh eric and i's expansive detailed deep dive into the eisner winners um, I, I, yeah, I, I heard that. 
Oh, really? Because it was like two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't spend a lot of time on it. Well, there's another award coming up called the Ringo Awards. And these are, uh, this is the first time they've ever given them out. It's uh, Mike, it's, it's a guy named Mike Waringo. Uh, ah, one Ringo, okay. Yeah, um, but they call him the Ringo Awards. And he's a, the late artist of Fantastic Four, The Flash, and Tell Us, who passed away in 2007. So the nominees for the inaugural um, Ringo Awards have been announced, and they will, the winners will be announced September 23rd in ba- at Baltimore Comic Con. Um, best cartoonist in in parentheses is writer artist uh, are Scotty Young, okay, Caitlin Nervaza, Aiden Ainhoon, the Hernandez brothers. Steve Conley and Daniel Close. So I'm leaning towards Scotty Young. Yes, seeing as I have knowledge of him. Yeah. Yeah. There is a there is a jam-packed best writer section. We have Gerard Way, David Walker, Mark Wade, Alan Moore, Jeff Lemire, Robert Kirkman, Tom King, Jody Hauser, and PJ Harzma and Alan Tudyk. Um so like Nine or ten nominees there. You'll say there's a ton of people there. Yeah. So who do you give it to? You give it to Tom King. Give it to Robert Kirkman. You give it to Jeff Lemire. Those guys are all good. Mark Wade's no slouch. Um, Tom King. You give it to Tom King. All right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, best artist or penciler. Uh, we have nominated Carrie Andrews, Cliff Chang, Raphael Del De La Tour, Mitch Jarrods, Jason Johnson, Jason Latour. Dustin Nguyen and Fiona Staples. Uh, mm. Is it time for, ba- for Fiona Staples' backlash yet? Are people tired of giving her awards? Oh no, not yeah. at all. Because I could, I could definitely see Cliff Chang taking this. I could definitely mm-hmm. give it to Mitch Jarrods. Mm-hmm. Um, What's Mitch Jarrods writing or drawing? Uh, he's doing Batman. He did Sheriff of Babylon. He's doing the Miracle Man, the new Miracle Man. Gotcha. Um, Jason Latour, of course, um, who hasn't put out a Sa- Southern Bastards in a while, so I'm guessing it's for Spider Gwen. Is that right? Mm. Or does yeah, he just Spider- write? Does he just write that? Yeah, he just writes that. What is he drawing? Is he no? He's Black Cloud. Is he just writing that too? I don't know. Uh, Dustin Nguyen, of course, does beautiful uh, stuff on Descender. Yeah, Super Suns covers. So yeah, oh yeah, it's a great Super Suns covers too. So that would be an easy one. Um, well, not an easy one. That would be a tough one. Another tough, mm-hmm. another tough choice. Um, I would probably go. Fian was the easy choice. Um, I think I'd probably go to Cliff Chang. Give it to him for Paper Girls. He, he hasn't really got a lot of uh, acclaim for that. I that, would be well behind you on that. I think that would. Uh, I would be happy with that. Uh, we have uh, Best Inker with uh, Mark Brooks, Jeremy Freeman, Jonathan Glapion, Jason Latour again, Jai Lee, your boy, Danny Mickey, Sean Murphy, and Victor Olazaba. I wonder what Sean Murphy's done recently. I don't know. All-Star Batman, maybe? Hmm. Maybe so. <laughs> Could have been Chrononauts. Chrononauts, maybe? Yeah, ironically, you say that. I looked down at my feet, and my previous assistant there is doing that Batman White Knight coming up. Okay. All right. But that, that I, don't, should... I don't think that'll lead to it, but that, no. I mean, that's something he's doing in the future. 
Uh, Sean Sean Murphy's an amazing artist, so mm-hmm. uh, I'd give it to him if he did one book, probably. You give it to Jai Lee. You give it to Jai Lee. Oh yeah. For that Superman, uh, Batman thing from ten years <laughs> those, ago, five those years covers, ago. Those covers were great. I, I do love Jai Lee covers. Yeah. Whenever I see him, I, gra- I gravitate towards those Jai Lee covers. Uh, I don't know enough about letters. Uh, I'll throw them out there to you though. Clayton Coles, Taylor Esposito, Todd Klein, Troy Pateri, Pateri, and John Workman. Um, who's a good? How do you know they're, they're a good letter? When you don't notice their work, <laughs> uh, maybe that's it. Yeah. Best best colorist, Jordi Belair. Guess she submitted herself for this one. Hey, Tamra Bonvillain, Elizabeth Brightweiser, Laura Martin, Rico Renzi, Sharon, Sarah Stone, and Matt Wilson. Three way tie: Jordi Belair, Matt Wilson, Elizabeth Brightweiser. They share it. They share it. Just give it to Jordi. <laughs> she doesn't need any more. <laughs> uh, best cover artist, Frank Cho, Ooh. Mike Ooh. Del Mundo, Ooh. J.G. Jones, Phil Noto, oh. Ryan Sook, Fiona Staples, Sana Takeda. Um, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. Frank, I go Frank Cho. Yeah, I, I am completely with you there, sir. Yeah. If but, for no other reason than the Harley ones alone. Yeah. Best series, Faith from Valiant, Paper Girls, Saga. Spectrum from Automatic Pictures, don't not familiar, and Vision from Marvel Comics. I will defer to Vision just based on what I've heard. <laughs> You've never finished Vision? Yeah, I never jumped back into it. I, I think I, you know, I feel like I kind of missed the boat on it. Hmm. I don't think it's been spoiled, has it? Actually, not really. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, not really. Yeah, it's still Saga. The answer is still Saga. Yeah. Uh, best single issue, Deadly Hands of Criminal from Image, DC Universe Rebirth, number one, Emancipation Day from Red District, Redistrict, Redistricted Comics, sorry, Faith, number one, Lock and Key, Small World from IDW. Uh, I think that's got to be DC Universe. U- yeah, the Universe Rebirth, that Rebirth, number one, was just super well done. Yeah. I mean, there's really no competition there, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, best OGN. We've never read any of these. Oh, I've I'm re- I've read this one. Uh, Ghosts, March Book Three, Patience, Tetris, Wonder Woman, the True Amazon. Um, so I'm gonna go with March Book Three since it's the only one I read. I'm going with Tetris. Cause love those a, blocks. Because it's, it's video game related. That's right. And there's some Russian music in my head right now. Yeah. Best anthology. Dark Horse presents The Island. Love is Love. Redistricted Comics. Wonder Woman 75th Anniversary Special. Uh, I, I, I read one island. It was all yeah. right. I, I have kind of dropped off of Dark Horse Presents. Not much of an anthology guy anymore, I guess. Yeah. Um, best humor comic. Adventures of God. Blue, Blue Chair. Giant Days. I Hate Fairyland. Jughead. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Hmm. I'm going with Fairyland. I really, I actually really enjoy that comic. Yep. Best comic strip or panel? Old school. Wow. Bloom County, Dick Tracy, Foxtrot, Mutts, Pearls Before Swine. Man, I haven't read a Sunday Funnies in a long time. It's been a long time. I believe our father really enjoys Pearls Before Swine. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best web comic? 
Um, Girl Genius, Sirens Lament, The Middle Age, The Red Hook, Unordinary. Nope. Never haven't seen any of those. Swing and a miss. This is another thing where I just feel like I'm not reading enough. Well, come on. I mean, yeah. you could just, just all you could do. Yeah. It's it's a credit to the industry that there seems to be something for everybody. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But unfortunately, um, no clue on those. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the that's the Ringos. The Ringos. So tune in. Um, what did I say? September twenty third to hear who Baltimore won that. More Comic Con. Yep, and uh, you can find out uh, who won those. Uh, we don't have any numbers. We don't have a top ten or anything yet. We thought we'd have that today. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to be slowed down because of the big uh the big convention in san diego so uh, maybe next friday we'll have that there information so it's a it's sneak peek for for us yeah i don't think we got any itunes um i didn't see one yesterday but i'll double check make sure nobody decided to uh swoop in yeah last minute yeah do you have to actually like boot up iTunes to check and see if we've got one, or can you just I, check on your phone? I can't check on my phone. I check on my phone, but I can't check through the saved version of our site. I have to research for it, find the heading, and then kick in. It's, you can, it's, it's a little more complex, as is everything. Nope, we're right where we were before, so we're gravy. At you, 51 reviews. You can't go, um, can you do most recent to see if there's a new one? Is that how yeah, you do yeah. it? Yeah, yep. Scroll to them. They're they're chronological. Yeah. So all that stuff. So since there are no more reviews and we've gone through what's in everything and everybody has sent us their well wishes and stuff, we will head to previewsworld.com. Click on upcoming releases. Look at things releasing August 9th, 2017. We are already two weeks into the month of August, which I do not believe. Nope, it is not a five week month, thankfully. So we, oh, it is. I'm sorry. We have five release weeks in August, so we'll see if this is the one that some of our publishers decided to take off. So let's look at. Dark I think it was. Horse. I think it was Go last ahead. week. Yeah, they decided to. It was pretty heck with the first week of August. Eric and I kind of struggled trying to find stuff last week. It was a difficult one. Well, hopefully we can suss out some gold in this week. Let's so, Drew. Let's start where we always love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Got nothing. Yeah, one shot for Hellboy and BPRD. Shadows of the Grave almost finishing up, and Grew of Gods number two. Other than that, everything else is additions. All right, let's head on down to DC, where uh, I liked you guys' discussion on how good a lot of these independently be orderable cover Bs have been for DC, and how we wish we were a little uh, earlier on catching that train. Yeah, and uh, the, there's a new um, action comics story arc starting up, and I hated the last one. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping this re- writes the writes the ship, gets the train back on the track, whatever. Um, and uh, it has a nice cover B. So uh, it's called Only Human. Only Human, yeah. yeah. And it's a uh, Lex Luthor versus Superman. So maybe that's a a good a good story. It was just really crowded the last story arc, and I just I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. Um, you know, Eric was kind of raving about Batgirls and Birds of Prey as kind of his standout DC book, which was a big surprise. I hadn't mm-hmm. been reading it. Um, and so kind of intrigues me to maybe check out uh, this in the future. See, oh, Here we see, have the finale of the story arc. So 
I don't know if this is necessarily the one to jump into. Right. Um, a a cool talon-shaped cover B. Uh, that's kind of an, a nice-looking little cover, and that's by uh, Yasmin Putri. And Yannick Paquette on the cover A. Yeah. And uh, we've got it's still the, the two Benson girls that are ladies that are that are writing this um and they were they were very sweet at c2 yes too, so. yes absolutely so we should definitely give them uh, another another read um maybe but you're right maybe not the finale maybe we wait till the following yeah. issue i did two or three ep- episodes my goodness uh, issues of this coming in because i had you know huntress had come from my my uh grayson book and everything but yeah. it just it didn't necessarily stick but uh i got no problem running back in now, are you still reading your boy James Tinian's run on Bat on Detective? Detective, no. Detective, I never caught up to. That first, I never even got through the first uh, first storyline on Detective. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, did something with the uh, Robin, kind of like uh, you got kidnapped or something? I think early on. And uh, Clayface, yeah, Clayface. Yeah, so I don't know whatever happened with that, and. Uh, doesn't seem to be that big of a deal because it hasn't really crossed over into anything else. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I haven't checked that one out yet. If I'm wrong, let me know. Um, uh, we've got a new story arc for Flash, Negative Part One, and a uh, a pretty trippy cover B as well as a nice looking cover A. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Doesn't look like we've got any new characters. Looks like Flash mostly. Dealing with his own inabilities on that one. Got a dynamite Cho cover on Harley Quinn. That is a good looking book. And I am super excited about a reteaming of the Sheriff of Babylon team of Tom King and Mitch Jarrods on Mr. Miracle number one. Um, I don't remember much about Mr. Miracle. Um, I have a series or two from. 80s or 90s or something that oh that guy that okay. guy um, but I don't remember much about him so I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out um, Scott Free is the greatest escape artist that ever lived so great that he escaped Granny Goodness's gruesome orphanage in the dangers of apocalypse to travel across galaxies and set up a new life on Earth with his wife the former female Fury known as Big Barda. Using the stage alter ego of Mr. Miracle, he has made a career for himself showing off his acrobatic escape techniques. He even caught the attention of the Justice League, which counted him among its ranks. You might say Scott Free has everything, so why isn't it enough? Mr. Miracle has mastered every illusion, achieved every stunt, pulled off every trick except one. He has never escaped death. It is, is it even possible? Our hero is going to have to kill himself if he wants to find out. So, uh, that sounds intriguing. I, I, I wonder if it's... I wonder if Mr. Miracle has the same kind of knowledge in the average comic fan that Vision had, where it was fine to just kind of jump in to a story because you, you kind of knew who Vision was. Hmm. I'd say the average person is more familiar with Vision than yeah, Mr. Miracle. That would be my guess, too. Um, and so I wonder if he's going to spend a little bit of time and help us out with who exactly this is. Yeah, especially when they talk about, you know, space. Yeah. 
And my, I immediately gloss over a little bit when they say space. I'm like, oh my. Yeah, when so. they talk about um, it, uh, New Gods, which I was never into the New Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Barda, I barely remember who that is. Obviously, I don't remember her very well. I didn't know they were, that she was married to Mr. Miracle. So, um, yeah, I think there's a little learning for me. Maybe I just need to go read a Wikipedia article. Maybe that would help. <laughs> Looks like in Red Hood and the Outlaws, we are on the second part of the life of Bizarro. Bizarro is dead, or is he? And to save his life, Red Hood and Artemis must turn to Lex Luthor, Bizarro's creator. So, get a little Lex Luthor in our Red mm-hmm. Hood book. Yeah. We've got a, the 16th issue of Scooby Apocalypse, which... Very surprising that we're on 16 issues. Um, and most of those other Hanna-Barbera's have kind of fallen away. And this is still going. Um, surprises me. Do we care about Newsboy Legion and Boy Commando Special Number 1 by Howard Chaikin? Um, I don't think I do. This is Jack Kirby's two wartime kid gangs share their first adventure together in a novel-length Tale written and illustrated by Howard Chaikin. Novel length. Ooh. Five dollars. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. I don't think we do. I don't want to rule it out, but I, yeah, I think I'm going to pass. I was going to say, I'm not seeing a page count, but we got five bucks, we got oversize, and we've got two different things that uh, sell in Golden Age that I'm not in. I'm not necessarily into. Yeah. <laughs> or Silver Age. Now, this is not the Titans. That ties into metal, right? It's the next one? Uh, correct. It's not this one. It's the next one. Okay. Yeah, this sounds kind of like a one-off storyline. If you if you read your, your female Krypton superhero character, and you're a big fan of them, should they really be coming out the same week? Should Supergirl and Superwoman be coming out the same week, or are they competition for each other? I think they're competition for each other. That or you're saying, oh, they're in shop, you're getting them doing it both while they're there. Hmm, yeah, the, that age-old question. You're only going to get them to come to the store once a month, so why not? Um, this has the glorious cover B that you were so excited about mm-hmm. for that Supergirl, that Stanley Lau. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's good. That is pretty. Yeah, it looks yeah, very is. similar to the Robotuck cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> Crazy. It's like the same artist did it. <laughs> it's almost like that. Heck, even cover A is not too horrible. No. No. It's pretty nice. Yep. And there's it, Superwoman you were talking about. I think that's all I have for DC. Is there anything else you're seeing? That's it. A lot of neat things. A lot of... Neat storylines. Nothing too crazy stands out, of course, that Superman 12B. Other than that, more par for the course for DC. Let's head on down and see what IDW has got for us. Whoa, it's First Strike number one, a Hasbro comic book event. As Earth joins the intergalactic community, a massive explosion threatens the peace. A new Cobra-led... Uh, by the worst villains to ever tangle with G.I. Joe, Mask, and the Transformers is invading 
Cybertron and only Scarlet, Optimus Prime, G.I. Joe, and the Autobots can save two worlds. I don't know if it was me not reading that right or it's not written correctly, but I don't understand what that <laughs> sentence meant at all. Looking at that, I'm just like, man, I can't wait till that point where we call a bunch of these because isn't ID that be supposed to scale a bunch of these back? Yes, yes. Yeah, that kind of thing's hopefully not going to happen. Yeah. Well, this is the comic book event of the year. Oh, it's the Hasbro comic book event of the year. <laughs> yeah, there's a caveat there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect jumping on point for readers new and old. And an all-new explosive chapter in the Hasbro comic book line. Uh, so, um, I don't know if I like all those characters smushed together in one book. But maybe. I, yeah, I'm not. I don't either. But I'm not the target audience because I'm not reading it. So, perhaps it's the thing they want. Well, it's a number one. So, aren't we all the target audience for a number one? Jumping on point? Yeah. <laughs> they, they failed then. Yeah. You got your G.I. Joe in my Transformers. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's yet another TMNT book, Dimension oh. X. The second issue of that comes out. And when Nona Earp Season Zero Number Two is out, um, no. people are liking that. Not, are they? Yeah, I'm Man, hearing, hearing good that things. Re- that one Winona Earp, that first one of the first series I read, was such a bad book. Yeah, it was bad. Then I, I have no interest in even coming back at any point in time. Nope. All right, anything else in IDW? It's the longest we've spent in IDW for a long time. I know. <laughs> we, we've, we've ticked off a few things. We are, we're trying, my brother. We're we trying. Really we are. We are trying. There you go. All right, let's see what Image has. Let me start off with Divided States of Hysteria, number three. A boy, Howard Chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killer Be Killed, number 11. Third arc starts. Uh, this yeah. is first two arcs have been fantastic, as one would imagine. Uh, they kind of playing down the whole supernatural angle and keeping it hard-boiled noir, which I like. Right. Uh, good stuff. God bless you, Ed Baker and Sean Phillips. I was just reading an article where we were talking about comics that came out a year ago today, or in the last few weeks, and... Killer Be Killed came out about a year ago, and by golly, we're on issue 11, so uh, a solid year for them. Books yeah. releasing on time, books releasing, you know, in good quality and good standing of a very well-done series, and I'm glad to see they, you know, did a good job releasing that over the last year. Ryan Stegman's doing a cover B on Low 19. That's kind of cool. That, yeah, that is pretty rad. That's out of the ordinary for... Uh, we normally have for love. Yeah, um, and we have the 30th issue of Manifest Destiny to end that story arc. And then we go into your girl. Ah, Redlands. I uh, picked up quite a few of these coming just for no other reason than I'm a big fan of Jordi Belair and I wanted to support her writing and art endeavor in Redlands number one, a brand new horror book from the minds of Eisner Award winner Jordi Belair from Pretty Deadly, Vision, Batman, and 95 of other books. And critically acclaimed artist Vanessa Del Rey. Uh, this is, wow, we're dropping zero yet again in this uh, podcast. And Scarlet Witch and Constantine bring you to the sleepy, sunny town of Redlands, Florida. The police are failing to maintain control of their old-fashioned town, and a coven of killer witches plans to take everything from them. This summer, hide your Bibles. Um, yeah, 
excited. I'm excited to read it. I'm surprised there is a single cover. No B's, no C's, nothing. That has to be a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. To be a purist. To be a purist and sell your comic on the merits of interest in it, story alone. Who'd have thought it? I'm going to be curious how this does. Um, Not so much issue number one Mm sales-wise, but... um, See if it re- if it connects with anybody. See if Jordy Blair can write at all. Um, you know, I, I, I'll be I'm really gonna be curious. But I think Vanessa Del Rey is good good artist. If I recall her um, art from Scarlet, is that, what, is that what they're saying? I thought there's something else that she's done that I thought I liked. Yeah. But it doesn't jump to mind. Zero Scarlet Witch Constantine is what they're referencing. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of a. I think that's kind of all kind of a murky art style, though. I don't know. We'll have to see. Drew, are you up to date on Wicked and Divine? I am, and I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm ready for it to de- end. Okay, uh, that's okay. I am behind when we had some different art, you know, some different things and some spinoffs and stuff. I, yeah, those... I fell off a little bit on there. Yeah. Now I was with it for two dozen issues. Yeah, is it worth keeping up, or is it just you, you're ready for it to go? Has it fallen off the rails? Yeah, I mean, it, it is still beautiful to look at, um, mm-hmm. but I no longer care about anybody who's left, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I just think it's overstayed its welcome, mm-hmm. and it's time to finish it up. Uh, you know, Nailbiter quit at 30 mm-hmm. and left me wanting more. True. Um, there was still some meat on the bone, no pun intended, and it, it was, it really went out when it should have. Um, maybe even a little too soon. This one, I, I just think when Laura became a god. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting lightsaber fights. and That probably should have been where we ended it. Yeah. Uh, let her come in and us never know how she, uh, what she did with that power. You know, I think that would have been the way to go. It's just been, uh, it's been off the rails for a while doing those little side quests of old school gods. And st- I mean, it's probably working for super fans, but uh, I am. I was that I, super I'm fan. No, I was I'm doing no the reason. I was doing the yeah. ref- research on the referential gods and everything, but yeah, they you spun were. their wheels for a while, and uh, you know, reading as many books as I am, I flipped off with with always the intention of coming back. But I, I just, um, you know, yeah, I don't know I'm, where I'm you sure. are in the story. So there are some things that have happened yeah. in the last arc or so. So I believe the last thing I remembered was the the crazy lightsaber battles, and then I read the one after that, and that was the last one. Yeah, that's not a really good point of reference for me, but yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't caught up yet, either. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I don't know. Flip through them, flip through them, and just don't don't read them closely. You'll you you'll, you'll notice the real important things when you when you come across <laughs> it on a splash page. I'm glad it is exists. It did a lot for me going in. It yeah. just it, it 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 hasn't sustained. Yeah, I think the first two years of it were really good. Completely agree. What about the uh, the aforementioned Young Blood, the reissue? No. Okay, moving on. I, I didn't I know did. if there was any curiosity in Liefeld covers or anything with that. Or 
You know, not for me. I, I glanced at the first one and um, it wasn't really that amazing, and it didn't really take up, take off on the chart. So I'm just gonna sit the rest of it out. I think. Fair enough. Anything else from our good friends in Image? I don't think so. All right, Drew. Let's head on down and see what our big old eighty-seven books a month Marvel has got for us. Whew. Plenty. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again. Issue or episode issue three of five. It's a very interesting cover A by David Johnson. Your uh, Edge of Venom verse number four. Maybe this will be the uh, Edge of Venom verse where there's the introduction of the super new hot character. Fingers you, crossed. Something's you, gonna. I, I'm prom- <laughs> I promised it. It's it's gotta happen. You keep promising it, so I'm waiting. Anytime yeah. now. Anytime. But yeah, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe again. Uh, there's a Giuseppe Comancoli cover B that is really really cool looking. And Drew, as a bonus, it looks like he's going to kill Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur in this issue, and Moon Knight. Yeah. And Gwenpool. Well, you better not. It might. <laughs> it won't stick, will it? No, no, this is its own little little fun verse. It's like the injustice of Marvel? Yeah, exactly. Uh, gotcha. Generations, 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 generations. Let's see. Got some... So we got Generations, Phoenix, and Jean Grey won. So, you know, we're still in one of our events... And we're starting our... Is Generations considered an event? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so... Generations Phoenix and Jean Grey, number one, by Aaron. I'm assuming that's Jason Aaron. Yeah. Well, we, I th- Yeah, I think Eric kind of weighed in on it last week, too, and said, you know, if, if, if a book's going to take over you know, 90% of your universe, that's, that's probably an event. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense, and it's it's going to be taken over a lot as we go go forward. So, yes, okay. These books, we're taking an old character, throwing them into a time portal, and putting them out with a new version of themselves, and yeah. shenanigans ensue, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think that's how we get to legacy, though, right? The generations has to happen before we can get to the legacy books. Gotcha. gotcha I think. Gotcha. So. I mean, you could have told me anything, and I'd just believe it, because that seems, you know, <laughs> sure, that's what Marvel's doing. I don't think they did a good a good job of pitching us on this as they did The Secret Empire, where we knew mm-hmm. kind of what that was all about. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of confused on this. So in Generations Phoenix and Jean Grey number one, teenage Jean Grey is willing to do whatever it takes to avoid the fate of her befell, that befell her predecessor. But when Jean is cast through time and comes face to face with the newly possessed Phoenix, will she find the key to saving herself or learn that her fate is sealed? I really like Defenders. Um, did you see uh, that? Did you see that new preview for the Netflix Defenders? No. Uh-uh. Oh man, it was a really cool preview. I yeah, haven't watched anything check trailer on. Out. I have. I just pay for Netflix. I don't actually watch anything on Netflix. Oh yeah, that's crazy. I, I haven't watched anything like uh, since Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, we also got a Stranger Things season two trailer. Another one of those. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that that I'm down for. 
but yeah, uh, Defenders number four, and then of course, like I said, I'm super excited for the Defenders series. Yeah, everybody says that it kind of right the ship from the the poorly received Iron Fist, mm-hmm. which I liked. Iron Fist. Oh, I, did you? I, I, I was cool with. You know, I. I Is it one of those that, that you watched he, while you were doing other things? Yeah, a little bit more of a passive experience, and I enjoyed that. But I'm I'm a fan of you being able to be a superhero and not a one of the most intelligent men in the world. So yeah, yeah, uh, it is nice when our good friend Iron Fist is not a smart man, and he makes some of the world's dumbest decisions. But go with it. Gotcha. I mean, not everybody can be a billionaire genius. Yeah, there's only like four dozen in the Marvel universe of the smartest person alive. Yeah. So I'm glad we get a person that isn't. Well, there's only one smartest person in the Marvel Universe, and it's Moon Girl. Yeah, Moon Girl, formerly Reed Richards, formerly Tony Stark, yeah. formerly Alma Davis Cho, yep. formerly, yeah, blah, blah, yada, 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 throughout eternity. Inhumans Once, Future King 105. Written by Christopher Priest and Ryan North. Do we know any of those? Uh, those are familiar names, yes. Okay. With Phil Noto and Gustavo Durante on art. I don't... I'll probably check that out. I mean, I, I've i been reading more in humans than you. Um, now, are you familiar with the giant pug on the cover? No. Okay, that one threw me off a little bit. I'm, I'm, I've been enjoying Black Bolt and uh, Secret Warriors has been really good. And uh, there was another one that I enjoyed. I'm... So there's some inf- some Inhumans that are that are all right. We got Black Bolt in this. Does that mean you're in? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check it out. All right. So someday all of this will be yours. A king in training, a brother destined for madness. These are the early days of the Boltagon legacy. When the yeah. king of the Inhumans is attacked, Black Bolt and Maximus spring into action and save their leader. But when Black Bolt loses control, what are the consequences for his future kingdom? Or his own family. Yeah. Plus a two-page backup in every issue, starring Lockjaw, as told by the Squirrel Girl. As I as I say, pretty much every Marvel event, this could be could have been really good. Uh, Secret Empire. <laughs> yeah. Secret Empire is good. It should have been accelerated. Um, by month or bi-weekly? Bi-weekly, maybe not. Maybe. There could have been enough fat trimmed that you could have got it down to six, seven issues, something like that, or whatever you originally solicited it for. And, you know, in a compressed time frame, a uh, lot of story momentum, uh, It's there's a lot of good stuff in it. I, I enjoy it. Uh, it just it takes me a while to get back on board when I read it again. Um and it's got a high price point, and, and so there's a lot of things working against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if they would have done, you know, just a, a a slammer, and done as many of these as they could in a short amount of time, it would have been a lot of fun. And then, you know, and then let some of the tie-in comics extend past the main title. And they could have told some of the fun stories that maybe we missed during the the thing. And then that could have led into the next generations. Instead of this big stew of 
uh, tale of one uh, event coming into the front of another one, and don't just... they always do that? They always go too long, spoil half their own books, and just fumble into the next one. I don't know how you can really focus on Secret Empire when it's so much yesterday's news at this point. Yeah. Like, everybody's already moved on two events ahead. Everybody's already moved on to Generations and Legacy. And I, I, it's just not fair to that story. Because I think it's a good story. Yeah. I got another question for you. Is Nick Spencer damaged goods? Because, because of, of the Hydra cap? Yeah. Because I was talking to a friend of mine at work who's kind of a, an outlier comic guy. He doesn't really read modern. modern. He, he, he catches up later on and, and trade weights for a couple of years and stuff. Picks things up at the library. But enjoys kind of being in, in the comic world and still reads on it. And like just the... He's just... Something came up where we were having a conversation and I, I said something about Nick Spencer and he's just like... Ugh, I'm just tired of him. And I'm like... Hmm. There was Seems there like... was definitely some uh, Brian Michael Bendis fatigue a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, so I can definitely see that someone who gets the keys to the kingdom and is kind of all over the place would though that will happen. It it might be Jason Aaron's turn next. Yeah. Well, I've also seen a lot of people are just like, "Good Lord, Nick Spencer, shut up with the political." Well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and. and it, they, they're hell. They're even saying that to to Kurt Busiek. Yeah, because didn't uh, didn't uh, Comic Vine put out a small? They put out a poll on their website that uh, our our current day, our politics ruining comics, and it was like at eighty percent yes, and they pulled the 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 poll <laughs> pretty quickly. <laughs> it's 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 not politics. It's Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I mean. If if Twitter didn't exist, you wouldn't know, and it wouldn't be a problem, and they w- wouldn't always be on there mm-hmm. talking about stuff. It's definitely Twitter that's the problem. Those darn tweeters. Well, I, I I don't. I mean, some of these artists that are on Twitter nonstop, I understand why their books are delayed. I mean, they just yeah. <laughs> tweet constantly. There's no way they're drawing a page a day. Um, and, and so you either don't have a book right now or your book's going to be delayed because there's no mm-hmm. way you can keep up. All right, on to the world. Oh, sorry, Secret Warriors. You talked about that for a moment, so I'll let you tag yeah. up on that. Yeah, it's it's been really good. Um, Ooh, covered by Trad Moore. Yeah. Yeah, um, and this is Matthew Rosenberg, who's doing a really good job. Um, people say he's awesome at cons. Um, I didn't get experience that side of him, but <laughs> everyone else who's met him has said he's been really cool. So I just got him on a bad, bad day when he was busy. There you go. Star Wars Doctor Afra Eleven. Good to see that uh, character still. Trugging along, I like Afra. Um, okay, you're a super fan of uh, Star Wars. I am. So, well, who is Cassian and K2SO? Oh, you don't know K2SO? K2SO is the greatest droid in the history of Star Wars. You know, is he the, the Rogue the, One? The, yeah, this is all Rogue One. This is oh, uh, oh, the, one, yeah. the one pilot, not the pilot, but the... the 
oh, the rebel guy. Oh, he was then, great. That exactly. that droid was fantastic. Exactly. And I was just reading on, I think it's the Comics Heating Up site, about uh, they, they leaked the K2SO action figure that, uh, what's his face, is supposed to kind of release stealthily like he does or whatever on his site. Uh, yeah. Who's what's-his-face? Oh, John Tyler Kirkman or whoever does the... Oh, the, oh he's going to do a John yeah, whoever does the darn thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's going to do a cover. Yeah, he, the special. Yeah, John Tyler Christopher action figure action figure exclusive for Cassian and K two S O special number one with a K two S O action figure variant, and this will probably be one of the ones that's going to be through John Tyler Christopher's site, similar to the Boba Fett one that you could only get through there that really spiked in price and was a a good flip opportunity it looks like there's going to be another opportunity for the uh, k2so and uh people really like that droid so it might be a good idea to keep an eye on his pages to find out when that's going to be an option is that going to be like a, a 99 dollar by three deal like what's his face i does? think there was 20 i think there were 20 dollars, and then there was a like a sketch version for 50 or a bundle there's usually not nothing too crazy mm. yeah really good breakout character um, for for from Rogue One, okay, yeah, that was that was awesome. I, I would probably read that. It, too bad it's five dollars. Yeah, good old Marvel. Well, that's issue one, so two, three, and four, or whatever, might be dubbed to four. So who knows? I've dropped Doctor Afra. Um, still good. Don't know. I'm four behind. Okay. It's 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 okay. There's nothing. There's nothing no. special there. Well, I've read more than you. I just dropped it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I just dropped it with ten. So. <laughs> Um, I'm curious with this Cassian and K2SO if the humor and uh, all the stuff of K2SO is going to come out, come through in, in on, yeah. on page more than one movie. Alan Tudyk did a lot for that character. Oh, that's who the voice was. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It's a good movie. There you go. Now, are you interested in your one dollar Journey into Mystery Thor versus Hulk? Uh, your True Believer special. Uh, there was one of those. There was a few of these I was interested in. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if this this was the one. Yeah, here's your uh, Tales to Astonish thirteen reprint. Your first Groot, and your is that the first appearance of Thor? Yeah, well, first first appearance of Groot, and then there's the first appearance of Thor, and the Journey into Mystery uh, eighty three, in the other one. Is, but is Journey into Mystery 83 the first appearance of Thor? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that key. Because yeah. I knew I was never going to sniff that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just the fun reprinting Journey into Mystery 112 with Thor versus Hulk. Yeah, that would be a fun one. Yeah. Venom 153. We've we've got our renumbering. We're... we're we're rocking now. The land before crime con uh, concludes. This was bef this was before legacy, and we renumbered. Yes, this was the what well, we decided to do. Legacy probably. <laughs> this gave us that wondrous idea. Did you read Marvel Zombies, or is that what Var Zombies Assemble is from? I, I have no idea. I I didn't read this. Uh, Jim Zub and. Yasuka Komiyami. Hmm. 
I'm not real sure what that zombies yeah. is, a, is has got going for it. Except for zombie versions of your favorite Marvel heroes, it looks like. Yeah, I don't think so. Squirrel Girl 23 in the Savage Land. Oh my. If Frank Cho was doing the art, I would be all over that. <laughs> in the Savage That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be so fun. I believe that goes against their key demographic, though. Yeah, you're probably right. All right. Anything else in Marvel? No. All right, let's head on in to our back half. Our smaller publishers, our Black Masks, our Onis, our four five ones, our Booms. Well, if you remember, uh, Red 5 put out After Eden number one, and it was a really cool premise. We were both pretty psyched about it. Uh-huh. Uh, so the first or the second issue is now out, uh, written by Ch- Scott Chitwood, with art by Rod Thornton. Mm-hmm. Um, continuing that story, without survival skills, Adam and Eve face starvation, the elements, and wild animals outside of the Garden of Eden. To make matters worse, demons add further torment. Can their guardian angels help save them and the future of mankind? Still looks good. Still a cool cover. Yeah, still pretty cool. I like that premise. Four issues. Yeah. Sounds like they've got a plan for it. Yeah. Belladonna's Cave Woman Centipede. Did you read Centipede number one? Yes, I did. All right, Centipede number two. Is it worth continuing on that series? No, it is not. All right, we 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 have something as bland as the game. Yeah, it was it was pretty weak. Danger Doll Squad Zero. This is where we've taken Zombie Tramp and thrown her with some friends, I believe. Dollface. Yeah, Dollface, that's right, that's right. Danger Zone has three popular monthly titles, each starring different deadly ladies. And now, for the first time, all three girls come together in one book. Danger Doll Squad Zero is the fuse that ignites the explosive upcoming series featuring Zombie Tramp, Vamp Blade, and Dollface. Yeah, those never work. Yeah. And I don't see anybody too crazy on covers, so that's uh, moving on on that one. Although, you know, Zombie Tramp was pretty big, and those early issues spiked really well. But Yep, yep. And Dollface was hot early. Yeah, so. Dollface was hot early. That's right, it was. Uh, Vamp Blade I don't think was, but maybe it was. Mm. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah. Um, we have Equilibrium Deconstruction number one from American Mythology... Uh, now, I, when they they issued a two issue Equilibrium series earlier that I picked up because I'm actually a really big fan of that movie, um, but I did not plan to grab the uh, deconstruction storyline. But I might if it's there at an LCS, I'll pick it up. Uh, is anybody in the movie that I know? Yeah, uh, Batman. What's his name? Christopher. <laughs> That's the, that was the director. That was the director. Was What's his face? Yeah, yeah, Who's I gotcha. Name escapes me. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, a neat series with a really cool gun kata fighting Christian style. Bale. Christian Bale, thank you. I blank on that kind of thing a lot. I'm looking at his little postage stamp picture in the top yep. left corner, and I blanked on it. We have Ghost Money, number one, from Lion Forge, written by Terry Smolderin, with art by Dominique Bertail. At the end of the year 2020, a team of military veterans are out to uncover a secret fortune built from the ashes of 9-11 so vast 
that it could disrupt the entire global economy. Their primary target is a beautiful young billionaire who crosses time zones with disconcerting ease. Um, yeah, got a little Sheriff of Baghdad look to it. Uh, first arc is called Lady of Dubai. Hmm. I'm interested in this. Might be good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lion Forge has had some good hits at, at points. Uh, it seems like a good premise. Uh, good cover art. Uh, we got, well, one of ten, it says on the front, it looks like. I, I don't know. Yeah, if you look at the, if you actually look at the art in the top left, it says one of ten. So it looks like it'll be a ten issue series. Grass Kings continues to do very intriguing um, cover Bs. Um, and the, this one is an FOC incentive Kelly variant. Uh, so a really cool Ryan Kelly variant of Grass Kings number six. So out of the, the cover Bs that they've had, I, I've been interested in like four of the six, I think. Yeah. Because they're really rad looking. You love your uh, video game tie-in comics. What, what about do, Quake? Quake Champions number one oh and four. Yeah. Quake was a big thing back in the day. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Um, you know, Quake... Where is it at? QRS. There it is. I don't know. Well, let's see. Who's writing it? Oh, my. Titan Comics teams up with Bethesda Software to publish brand new comics based on the best-selling franchise, which leads directly into the upcoming new game, Quake Champions. Okay. The Quake Champions comic is a direct prequel to the new game and establishes the characters that will feature in the explosive new game. Might be worth a flyer on that. Absolutely. Especially, uh, you know, Bethesda has a big following for a lot of what they do. Uh, Even Quake? Even, you know, Quake was kind of one of the originators back in the day. So I'm sure there are a bunch of Quake, you know, there are conventions that still consider QuakeCon. Um, so there's oh, still a really? lot of faithful Quake people out there. So That's still a thing. Yeah. Okay. So might be worth a flyer on, like the video game variant cover kind of rad. Um, can't see a couple of the other covers. So yeah, there might be some meat on that bone. We've seen things hit with uh, Dark Souls and a few other things. Yeah. So it just depends on the audience and whether they clamor for this. And sometimes the num the uh, the print runs are pretty low, which helps out. Are you too young to remember the Littles? The Littles. They're like they're like little people. I'm going to say yes. I'm not familiar with the Littles. Okay. Um, it was a... I don't know if it was a movie or a TV show. I vaguely remember it. Um, but that... You know, you understand that genre of either little little tiny people that are about the size of a mouse, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's something called Toyetica uh, from Action Labs. Toyetica number one. And... Um, it's about a tiny race of humanoids called Biddles, jockeys, uh-huh. <laughs> jockeys for its place in the world alongside humans. Luckily, there's a steady, there's always steady employment as models for children's toys. At Dollington Academy, young Biddles go to school to hone their toys t- toy theme, choose their accessories, and prove to toy companies that they're the most marketable, lovable, and toyetic of them all. Whether it's as an action figure, a fashion doll, or the next big thing, for these students, the race to the toy store is on. 
So, on the one hand, I like little people. Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> I like Gulliver's Travels type of stuff, you know. There you go. Um, on the other hand, that sounds dumb. Yes. <laughs> so, what I, was the name of the book? Toy Etika. Toy Etika. Okay. And it's uh, it's from Action Lab, so they're hit or miss. Um, sometimes they have good stuff, sometimes not. Uh, I've got a flyer on this. I've got a couple on order, so um, I, I'm I'm worried about that whole everybody being a, aware of them and that they're actually trying to market themselves as toys. I don't like that angle. Yeah, I'm much. worried that one's dressed like a unicorn and the other a bunny. Yeah, so they're not really the same race of things. They're like a bunch of different things. I hope it's not the emoji movie. That's what Man. I'm hoping it's not. <laughs> uh, what about from Dynamite Shadow Number One, with your boy Cy Spurrier writing, and it says Daniel HDR on art. You know, I like Cy Spurrier, man. I really do. Mm-hmm. But this property is older than dirt. What if I told you there was a Neil Adams cover D? Ugh, that's, man, size barrier, an old property, mm-hmm. and an old Neil Adams. <laughs> um, well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> but, so, hmm, I don't know, man, I still don't know. Uh, I guess I, w- I would have to get cover A's too, though, because of Kyle's rule of cover A. That's right, and there is a uh, Tyler Kirkham uh, subscription variant of Shadow Number Wow. So, so Dynamite throwing out the half a dozen covers. When's the last time Dynamite blew up? Was it Revolution? <laughs> I see I see what you did there. Was it Revolution? De-Evolution? De-Evolution, yeah. Yeah. That was the last one that got hot, I think. Yeah. Maybe there was another one. I don't know, man. It, it, it's such an old, dated property. I don't think there's any heat on it. What about Sherlock the Great Game, number one, from Titan Comics? No, I don't think so. By Mark Gaddis, with art by Jay. Again, It is a manga adaptation of the hit TV show, starring worldwide superstar Benedict Cumberbatch. And Mm. Martin Freeman. Again, no. Swing and miss. I don't think so. I I don't think so. Did we read Skin and Earth, number one, from Dynamite? By Lights. We talked about it. Because we talk, I remember yes, saying, who, yes. who the hell is Lights? Yes, we did. Worth going to a second? Uh, I don't think so, no. I, I, I set it out. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Anything else in these back halves? This is... Have you seen any of the Atari uh, game covers taken yeah, off they're pretty, at all? They're, no, taking off, no. But I still think they're really cool looking. Oh, yeah, they're cool looking, but yeah. only to us. And not enough people to um, make the the price go up. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah, sword quest, get, like, sword quest number one, Atari covers, uh, buy now four fifty, six bucks. You can get them for pretty much around centipede number one, classic game cover, five bucks oboe. So yeah, they haven't really blown up. Hmm. Okay. I'm sitting there, Mark. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. Got lost in something. 
Alright, Drew, if there's nothing else to the point where I ask you what your lead pipe lock of the week is, what's the one book to go to your LCS and make sure you pick up, because that one's going to run through, and that book is going to increase in price. I'm taking a flyer on Ghost Money um, from Lion Forge, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the one. I know which one you're going to pick, so I'm not going to pick that one in front of you. I'll let you do that. Such a sweetheart. I mean, there are, of course, two for me this week. There is... uh, Supergirl, uh, what number is that? Supergirl 12, cover B, mm-hmm. your arch germ cover. Uh, it's gorgeous. If you see it, people automatically will pick it up. Um, they will sell through, and they will go up in price. And then there's also Redlands. Um, Redlands, number one, from Image. Uh, our good friend Jordi Belair and Vanessa Del Rey writing their Floridian Witch Escapade. Yeah, that that's that's what I thought it would be. Uh, Anything else we want to highlight? I mean, I, I'm looking forward to reading Mister Miracle, but I mm-hmm. don't think I don't think that's going to sneak up on anyone. We know who they are, who the players are. I don't think that's going to be short at all. It's going to probably going to sell really well. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, as as a just as a reader, I'm most in, most interested in reading that. And we completely went past Baby Teeth number three. From Aftershock Comics, we think uh, we think the ship has sailed on Donny Cates. That his heat is gone. Uh, I think you know two and three will be very short ordered, uh, so that it still might be worth grabbing that, taking a flyer. By the way, the cover is absolutely horrifying and nightmare inducing. So so skip skip looking at it. Just buy <laughs> so it sight unseen. Don't click on it because you can't unsee that. <laughs> My goodness. So anything else, Drew? Yeah. Yes, something else? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm sorry. All right. So thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tagging along for Drew and myself. Please feel free to be part of the discussion. Tell us what we missed or if we are crazy for thinking anybody would care about Supergirl 12B. Uh, You can find us at Comics Fun Profit on the Twitters we were so harsh at earlier. Uh, Facebooks, we have Gmails as well. Um, Feel free to drop us a line to be part of the discussion. you know, tag up on some of these things. If you are listening to us on iTunes, we are still just sitting at 51 reviews. Feel free to drop us five stars and say something wonderful about us. Uh, we would very much appreciate it. So for Drew and for myself, see ya.